Yo, call me back. This is a message that I'm leaving for you. Yeah. Where you been at? Yeah. Are you listening to Drunk Dial? Welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. And with me, as always, the most professional podcaster, Bridget Haran. What's up, guys? And on the ones and twos, the sauce boss of Indianapolis and the last white dragon, Zach Roan. <laughs> hey there, guys. <laughs> A very special uh, guest with us in studio, Lucas Waterfill. In studio. In studio. <laughs> You double vaxxed? Uh, triple, baby. <laughs> so I got one of each. I got, I got one of each. <laughs> vaxxed and relaxed. Did you mm. have any um, side well, effects? Well, um, I, I uh, got the vax, the first vax, and then got COVID after, a day after, got diagnosed with COVID. So all my anti-vaxxer people were like, see, I told you, <laughs> it's fake. I told you. So that's, that's, that's why I'm here to talk to you about QAnon. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, well, this is a Q-friendly podcast, so you came to the right the spot. The deep state. No. <laughs> Margaritas in the deep state. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Uh, did you, were you asymptomatic or? I, um, no, I, uh, lost my smell and taste. Oh, for mm. how long? Well, five days. Oh, well, that's yeah. no fun. Yeah, it, it wasn't the worst of it, but it wasn't fun. I, uh, yeah, it's just weird. You're, you're not hungry anymore. For shit, because you don't want to eat. You're not craving anything. So. I can't imagine what it's like not to be able to taste something. Like That sounds, yeah. There was I a couple know. times during at the beginning where I would be like, eat something, and I was like, wait, did I just taste that? Like, it was like in my head. Like, yeah. I don't think we've all unpacked how traumatic everything was at the beginning of quarantine when we thought our groceries were going to kill us <laughs> and we were sanitizing everything. I think my goal is to never unpack it. Yeah, just, just, just keep it locked away just, forever. Just, you know. Just let it affect it. all the rest of my decisions. Yeah, wait it out. Just, just be like an old man one day in a park and just have a fucking breakdown <laughs> feeding the ducks. <laughs> like, we had to wash the goddamn groceries. <laughs> oh, man. Attack somebody buying groceries. Yeah. Just You're put- buying too many. Yeah. Put them away. Put the toilet paper down. I just think about how old we're all going to sound uh, in a couple of years when we're talking about the living through the pandemic and talking about yeah. uh, 
you know, we were born in the 1900s. Like. My grandfather used to dwell on the flood of some, like, forever down in, in Louisville, and he would just talk about it over and over again, every, you know, what his family did. Oh, we had to pack and move repeatedly over and over again. And I already hear myself becoming that person. I was like, well, do you remember? And they're like, everyone's like, yeah, we were there. It was last <laughs> yeah. year. It happened. I'm like, oh, my grandkids are going to really suffer. I know, and we're millennials, so we're going to make it that much worse mm-hmm. well plus we, we have we complain about the littlest shit so i mean we spent i honestly thought 9-11 was going to be the worst like cultural <laughs> event that i ever lived through like and then 2020 came and the there was like was one like, every nope. week <laughs> yeah yeah um so we just had lucas we just had it's very confusing because this is we were basically on both on both podcasts but we just did a harder brunch pop-up this week and i feel like since it was the three of us that were actually doing all the the cooking for it mm-hmm. it makes sense to talk about it now when the three of us are together yeah um don't let thad say anything about it <laughs> well thad did want to get credit for talking to the guest um during the podcast? Or? Yeah. No, no, before the podcast. Like, during oh. during the pop-up. Yeah. Well, maybe he, don't tell her that, though, that it was like his, he felt like it was a job. He told her directly. He was like, well, I talked to the guest. Yeah. And she was like, all right, well, good talking to you, too. Yeah, he said he wouldn't be there otherwise. <laughs> I would argue that Zane did the least, since yeah. he was not there. Zane did the least? <laughs> the least. Oh, <laughs> God. Shocking. That's, that's so weird. <laughs> I will say this also in his defense, he was not asked to participate in fair. any way. Nor was he, no. I believe, in the city. No, the he, was, he, was, he was out of state. He was Boston. Uh, cross, cross state lines. But his effect was felt the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the effect. The <laughs> Zane effect. I said what I said. Yeah. So we did a pop up at Gomez Barbecue on the near east side of uh, 10th Street of Indianapolis um, this past Sunday. And we did. Uh, uh, chorizo biscuits and gravy, vegan biscuits and gravy, uh, a giant uh, breakfast burrito as big as your head, and a jumbo uh, orange cinnamon roll made by Bridget Ran, Zach Roan, and me. I was like, where are we going with this? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, I, didn't, I feel I like I'm being trolled every time. I didn't, pa- I didn't pair everything very well together, but uh, yeah, so I did the biscuits and gravy. Zach did the burrito. Uh, Bridget did uh, the cinnamon roll. And then Gomez supplied wine mosas, uh, full coffee bar, and beer and wine. And I think it went pretty well. We had a, literally, we had fans of this show and fans of the other show that came in. People that, um, you know, obviously comics came in, uh, you know, friends and family. But I, I was very interested. I was very surprised at the amount of people that just were like fans that came in, that mm-hmm. some of them. Didn't say anything, and then I just saw that they posted the stuff about it later. Right. And you're like, like, oh, they're secret fans. They don't want you to know. They don't want anyone to know that they're fans until yeah. they're at home. Well, I did ask this one lady, uh, Lucas, uh, on social media. She always likes all our brunch stuff, so I tried to invite her over, I think, for a party one time. Yeah. And she was like, uh, you know, I have a date tonight. And I go, okay, that's cool. And so then the next day I said, so how'd that date go? And she said, it went really well. <laughs> I was like, yeah, cool. Great. <laughs> good, good, good. Neat. Anyways, if you want to invite your date over to my party, but, uh, but then she went to the pop-up and took a picture and uh, was just like, loving this heart of brunch. And I was like, I didn't even see her at the thing. And then the next day she posted uh, um, uh, that she loved the hot sauce. 
So we basically, uh, Zach has this uh, hot sauce company or a mustard company, but he makes hot sauce. He made a very special Harder Brunch hot sauce that we took. I mean, how many months in R&D did we spend in that? Uh, I think it's like 273. Months? Yeah. Months. We've been working on it for longer than we've known each other. What is that? That's a lot of years. That's a lot of years. Yeah. 20 something years in the making. I mean, I love hot sauce, but. Well, and that's. Like, we came up with the main recipe, but then Bridget. Bridget dabbles in the occult and a little bit of witchcraft, and so she put some of that in there. Oh, yeah, I, I back it. Mm-hmm. I back it. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, that was a that. big hit. We got a we sold a lot of a lot of Harder Brunch hot sauce. Yeah. I like that you told them about the witchcraft after people have already eaten. Yeah. <laughs> that's a secret ingredient. It's baked already. in. It's in you now, folks. If you eat this hot sauce, you will want to kill yourself <laughs> in a mass suicide. <laughs> But uh, Ooh. 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 Lucas, don't put that on me. It's not the kind of witchcraft. <laughs> what you say, occult? What? Occult, not occult. 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 O c c u l t. Occult. 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 I don't know. Occult. Um, how? What were you guys? What was your guys thinking about? I don't really want to speak on our on our pop up. Oh, I had a lot of fun. I I felt a little bit like I was in the way at first because I I tried to make sure that everything was done because I just I was like when I get there I want to be able to be helpful and I was just in the way so then I just stood and drank PBRs. I had fun though. Yeah, no, I thought it went really smoothly. Uh, I did have to go, you know, pick up extra to goes because Dyke picked up these little tiny ones. But <laughs> oh yeah, is that what happened? Other than that, <laughs> I just I remember somebody was like. Yeah, this I was like, where are the other to go boxes? And I was like, no, this is the to go. And I was like, I don't understand. Those are those are like fourteen inch tortillas that we're using for burritos, and these cinnamon rolls are literally bigger than my fist. I don't understand what's happening. They were so tiny looking they when they came so out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> they look bigger. You know what? Sometimes things just look bigger in packaging, and then they're not. That packaging misled me. Uh-huh. It entirely misled I hate me. That. Don't you hate that? Really it was uh, really it, it, it was definitely a success. We need to do, I think that really struck a chord that we need to do a drunk dial event before. We're definitely doing the October event, mm-hmm. but that's so far in the future. Yeah, we should do some some sort of live drunk dial. I don't October know. October event. Oh, oh, when you're gonna do stand up comedy? Yeah. and uh, Thad's gonna jump out of a pl- airplane. I forgot about that. Slash repressed it, <laughs> but that is coming up. Like, Every day we're closer to it. <laughs> So I don't know uh, if you're if you're fans out there and you have any ideas of a live event you would like to see us do, just slide into the DMs. So the DMs could, are wide open as always. You could uh, have a list of like ten people you might call, mm-hmm. and then randomly and like randomly dials. So Lucas, the only problem with that that is a great idea. The only problem <laughs> with that is I think you are far overestimating how much people want us to actually call them. Yeah. Yeah. As we mentioned before, sometimes calls fall through. Now, during during the actual quarantine, calling people on the phone was very popular. People yeah. really, really, really appreciated it. it. We got excited about it. Yeah. The further we move out of quarantine, the less and less anyone wants to talk to us on the actual phone. People were like, I have a real job, and I do stand-up, and like, I don't have time for this. Well, sometimes who uses the phone anymore as a phone? Uh, yeah. Well, sometimes we call local comics... And I've had more than one comic say this to me. They're like, I'd rather come in the studio because I get nervous on the phone. <laughs> like, I get nervous. I feel like I'm doing a bad job. 
That's a millennial thing too. Yeah, like they're not used about. to talking about. Yeah, and then the Gen Zers. Good luck. Those guys. Yeah, they don't even know how to Good make luck. a phone call. Am I right, Zach? <laughs> yeah, I think they're stuck in TikTok. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm addicted to TikTok. I'm fighting a TikTok addiction right now. I want right to look now. at my phone. Yeah, right now. Are you a content maker? Or are you just no, uh, just a no. lurker? Just uh, just I swipe through and go, huh? That was funny. I don't. And then like, and then go, huh? That was okay. And then like, I don't like some of the stuff that the algorithm has decided to put into my feed mm-hmm. that what that means is that you don't like yourself because the algorithm is perfect is it and i'm offended that you really criticize it that's how much of a tiktoker i am yeah yeah when did this when did this addiction start um over over quarantine yeah and then i i I don't do well with phones and like, I can't not look at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's too shiny for me. You spend a, do you spend a lot of time on the internet? I looked now I didn't uh, set up my phone to do this, but now one of my main screens just shows me how long I'm on yeah. my phone every day. And I go to work and I basically have a podcast on from the time I wake up um, literally until I meet another human being that I have to talk to. So my numbers are always, and then social media, I'm probably on a little bit more than the average bear, but yeah, but don't they usually separate between like on screen and in the background? Yeah, but they so you can separate out your podcast listening. But none of them look good. It just, it just, yeah, yeah. it all looks high. It's like wow, yeah. yeah, Without the podcast, it's like eighteen hours a day. (laughs) I'm so bad that I put that on my screen and recently took it off just because you didn't want to look at it. It looked looked too. I'm like, this isn't gonna change, and I'm not changing. This is not helping. Like, I need to be shamed by my phone. Yeah, yeah. It's like if your crack dealer was like, "Hey, man." You should really. <laughs> Here's how much stop. crack you smoked today. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you selling me crack or what? <laughs> <laughs> then, don't, then don't sell me the crack. Yeah. Sell me the crack. I don't need a receipt. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need all the receipts for the crack. Thank you, good sir. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's like your phone's shaming you. Yeah. yeah I like. I threw my scale out the window the other day. I said, we don't need this anymore. I have an app on my phone that I forgot was there. And it's just like, it's like a better me app. It's like a fitness app. And it'll every day send me a message that's like, we miss you. Hope to see you soon. And I'm just like, I, so I just deleted the app. I was like, I don't need this sort of criticism from you. Yeah. I'm not gonna work out today. Bridget's better me up. Just said, just do anything. Just, just do anything. We miss you. Please come back to us. Anything like, no. better, it counts. <laughs> just, yeah. As so. I mentioned before, this I'm I'm anti marathoner, so I'm also anti working out. Oh, me too. I won't I'm even not. I won't even watch a marathon. That's how <laughs> anti marathon oh, I am. It. Does anybody watch marathons? Oh yeah, some people, the people are in into Boston. It. Uh, hashtag Boston so, Strong. Is this just too soon? Or a lot of. So I did this Zoom show. Uh, Humble brag. Over yeah, Zoom <laughs> show. Ever heard of? Um, I did a Zoom show over uh, COVID, and they were a bunch of like marathon runners, and they would their 
they their kids had cerebral palsy and they would run marathons with them and everything and they were all like positive and like you know just because you're crippled doesn't mean this and they're like at the end of it they're like you could join us i'm like no <laughs> that's not my, why would i run a marathon why would somebody want to be pushed <laughs> in a marathon that's the boring most boring like it's I, really just creating more work for someone else. And are you point. just rubbing it in our faces <laughs> at that point? Like, I mean, also, could you choose who pushed you? Because that could be like a form of punishment for somebody that you don't like. If yeah. Like you choose the person. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm running her batteries. Oh, this is great. Um, oh, you're running her oh, batteries right now. I thought okay. that was part of the joke. It's all right. We're about to take a break anyway right now. Um, and uh, we'll be right back with uh, more Lucas Waterville. Okay. What? Trent Mabry, hello. Hey, hello. Hey, Trent Mabry, you're on the Drunk Dial podcast with Bridget Haran and Lucas Waterfill. Hey, Trent, baby, how are you? <laughs> uh, I'm good. How are you, Lucas? Uh, He's you? drunk. <laughs> uh, I'm not that drunk. Just the normal Tuesday amount. It's a casual <laughs> Taco Tuesday with mm. Marks and shots. Trent knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Let's when is it Luke is drunk? <laughs> I'm tying one on, baby. <laughs> I'm assuming in the morning when he wakes up, he's got to be somewhat sober. Depends on how you go to bed. I can I can never tell if the shakes are the alcoholism or the CP. <laughs> <laughs> we, you said we caught you on the way to a show. Sorry, I should have done a better job. <gasps> Trent Mabry, Indianapolis is funniest comedian. For now. For 2020. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it wasn't a funny year. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, Ooh, coming in hot. Some say the perfect comedian for 2020. <laughs> yeah, I'm just pulling into the parking lot now. It looks like it's a busy, busy night. Uh, it's at Bojack's in beautiful Franklin, Indiana. Ooh. Is that a chicken fried chicken place? <laughs> That's Bojangles. Oh, Bojangles. Mm. Similar. What is Bojacks? It's a shitty bar. Nice, nice. But you live in Franklin, so that's your, your hometown, right? I I do, for now. For now. Oh, that's right. You're about to move to the big to the big city, to the Big Apple. Yes, I am. going to be a Big Appler. <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> that's what they call uh, it, right? <laughs> yeah. When you when are you guys pulling right. the when are you pulling the trigger on that move? Well, I'm going out in uh, in June. Sorry, I'm trying to find a parking spot. Um, I'm going out <laughs> June 21st. Nice. Now this isn't going to be some Patreon bullshit again, where nobody listens to it, right? This is going to actually come out. Yeah. yeah. Nobody listens to this for other reasons. <laughs> it's good. It's yeah. good. It might be a QAnon thing. <laughs> Uh, Patreon. I know you back me up on that, Trent. You know it, baby. <laughs> Deep state. Count all the votes. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is coming out. This is be out tomorrow for free. Okay, good. Cause I, <laughs> for free. I did that. I did the the harder brunch and I killed on it. And I go, when's this coming out? 
And I looked, it was on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) And you you didn't pay $3 to listen to it? I guess that's lost forever. (laughs) Not worth my $3. Four people heard you kill. (laughs) I know. They were, <laughs> hey, look, those Patreon numbers are going up, all right? It's at least six now. It's all right, Trent. I told uh, my mom. You're welcome. <laughs> I told my mom that I was on, and she was like, oh, she's like, I'll listen to it. And I said, well, you have to pay to listen to this one. And she said, oh, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, all right, mom. <laughs> That's fine. So, Probably best. So, Trent, I have a feeling that in the future, the, the everyone in the room is going to have a conversation about Indianapolis Funniest Comic. Um and in that debate, we were wondering. So Lucas is saying, <laughs> Lucas will probably say something like, uh, he doesn't really like competition among comics, but we will probably be left wondering, uh, what what is the upside to winning Indianapolis' Funniest Comedian? I was wondering if it's like Miss Universe. Like, do you get to, like, no, go to award will. shows? Do you get to, like, be special spots? There was a swimsuit competition part of it. Yeah, yeah, that that really put me over the edge. Um, go on, Lucas. No, you have it, man. You're the guest. (laughs) (laughs) What are the benefit? Let me. uh, What are the benefits to being Indianapolis' funniest uh, comic in Indianapolis? Man, I am drunk. Um, I'm sorry about that shot. That was my bad. <laughs> yeah. What's the benefit? Well, the benefit, I guess the the benefit is you you get to host the next competition. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a ho- Avery asked me to, Avery the manager of Helium Comedy Club, uh, downtown, beautiful downtown Indianapolis. <laughs> he asked if I wanted to host the first the opening week of the competition. So I guess that's my reward is more work. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when you realize you're ready for New York. (laughs) You're like, if I can host an amateur competition, baby, I'm ready for the big leagues. (laughs) Stop spreading the news. (laughs) Uh, Here's my question, Trent. Have you packed all your who t-shirts? Uh, for New York. I packed all my t-shirts. All your who t-shirts. Is it the who or Doctor Who? The who. The who. (laughs) (laughs) Have you packed all your Doctor Who t-shirts for New York? (laughs) I don't have any Doctor Who t-shirts. Okay. Um, I left left them all in my TARDIS. (laughs) Wow. Sick reference. <laughs> That's why he's 2020 and he's funniest, folks. <laughs> I did pack my two Who t shirts, Lucas. You'll be happy to know. Oh, oh man. That's good. I was worried. <laughs> um, I'm great at interviewing. I still have some of my. <laughs> Can I have a drink? <laughs> I got you. Go ahead. I still have some of my uh, comedy. Merchandise T-shirts that I sold on the tour. Oh yeah, our tour. Yeah, the, the crippling egos tour. Have you heard about this? Was that you, Trent, and Joe Bates? Yeah, back in uh, <laughs> 2017. But we we were just babies <laughs> on the road, thinking com- 
The world was our oyster, at least the southern eastern part of America was our oyster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your what was your merch, Trent? It was a t shirt with uh, my face on a ketchup bottle because I had a, a really killer ketchup <laughs> joke. <laughs> That that immediately quit working as soon as they made the <laughs> You go you look you look at the from the printer. Wow, this joke really sucks. Glad <laughs> <laughs> I have a hundred of these to sell. Um, <laughs> Lucas, did you ever have any merch? Um I have a killer shirt with a uh, razor on it, electric razor, and it says friendship. It's about uh, the pubic hair joke. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and you can buy it for 30 bucks. Oh, yeah. I sell it for $30. $30. And people buy it. Price to move. Wow. And because I'm a capitalist. Yeah. You know. well, you got to get that money. Yeah. Uh, you should probably do like a Karl Marx type shirt next. Yeah. Get profit off of his image. Yeah. <laughs> he'd like that. I think he'd appreciate That's what that. That's why he'd want. Yeah. So, uh, what time is this show starting tonight, Trent? It starts at 8. Oh. So, we're just really keeping you in the parking lot before the show. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're really just really just inconveniencing you before a show. Is this a big show? Are you the are you the headliner? Because you really could use this time to prepare your set, get it together. And... I don't really know. Um, I, I'll tell you. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. No, I think you should. Yeah, you definitely should. I think you should speak. It's on a podcast. It. You're leaving. You're right. I, I'm the only good comic on there. <laughs> and uh, now it's Trent. in my hometown. So, hold on, Lucas. So all my friends, or my, like my dad shared it and stuff. Cause, so like it's, since I'm going away, you know. Mm-hmm. So people can see me one last time. And I, I told him, I go, don't. It's going to be a bad show. <laughs> don't, don't tell people don't come although then it almost makes you look better because it's like i'm the funniest person uh, here just like i'm the funniest person in indianapolis you sat through a lot of garbage yeah. and now trent Mabry. <laughs> yeah exactly sometimes as a comic i think you feel i feel bad if like the audience has had to sit through a lot of garbage and then it's just like i don't even want to mm-hmm. i don't even want to do this <laughs> but i have to say yeah. people. I, I, and like you, you invited them to the show, so you feel responsible for the entire show. Basically. Yeah, Lucas and I did a, a mic together uh, like a week ago. That was it maybe, was a show. It was oh sorry, it was a show after a mic. I was the headliner. <laughs> he was he was the headliner of a <laughs> like how dare you? He was the headliner of a show. I was the feature of this show. And it was maybe one of the worst experiences I've ever had. Is that the time that you said it was the hottest room you've ever been yes. in? Yes. Like- I'm holding a mic for Lucas, and his. I could just all I'm just watching is the pools of sweat forming on his head, and then the sweat dripping from my eye, from <laughs> onto, my brow into head. my yeah, from my mouth into Lucas's mouth. No, oh, Lucas, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and after I get off, the guy goes, "Give it up for God, everybody! He made that happen." Um, <laughs> He's a boy, and like I don't believe in God. He's like, well, I do for the both of us. <laughs> okay. And then he, and then he gave, what? and then he gave me a shout out for holding the mic. 
like uh, he's like he's but, but not by me. Oh yeah, one of the real heroes. <laughs> yeah, he's like, brother, you're doing great. You're doing great work. Like, he didn't even remember your set. He just yeah. thought that was your whole job. Yep, hell of a <laughs> hell of a mic holder. And then they introduced <laughs> four NFL players. <laughs> yeah. oh. Four NFL hopefuls came up after right after that. And the entire crowd forgot about what they had seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These No, but holding the mic for Lucas is hard. People don't people don't realize that. Well, it takes I, a lot of arm It does take a lot of arm strength, but it also is like the whole time it's like I wanna be invisible. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want anyone looking at me. I just want to be yeah. holding the mic for him. Instead, but then sweating bullets. But I'm sweating bullets, and then Lucas will make eye contact with you, and it makes you break. And then you start yeah. laughing, and then you're like, oh, they can see me now that I'm laughing. <laughs> they couldn't see me before, but now they can. Yeah, it was like a velociraptor situation. <laughs> I, need, I need to bring, like, a green morph suit to every show. <laughs> <laughs> Put put this on before yeah. you're holding the There's mic. There's no green screen. You're just <laughs> in a green suit. That would be amazing. <laughs> this the, is how that works, right? Uh, the best the best part, Trent, was that the um, the host of the show um, uh, introduced everybody by race. Uh, so. <laughs> So first it was uh, that's not done enough. Yeah, it's not really. Done. But first it was. Of course, Zach likes that one. He's dying over here. First it was. Um, so we're down there, dragon. There was a a, 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 a a Latino comic. He's actually black and Latino, but he's like, we got a Latino guy. Come on, come on up here. And then the next guy, the next guy was he just said he was from Spanish Harlem. And then uh, it's, op- it's open ended. Draw your own conclusions. And then uh, the guy, the the character after that was uh, Darren Feinsilver, and he goes, uh, "This next comic is neither black nor Latino. Give it up for Darren Feinsilver." <laughs> he refuses to say white. <laughs> I will not say white. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say what he's not, but what not what he is. And then the guy looks at me, and then it comes up and goes, "Your next comic." Has a beard. Give it up for Doug Michaels. He's like, and this melting pot definitely has a beard. And then he saw Lucas and he was like, I'm not even going to try to say shit about this. The next comic is here right now, Lucas Waterville. I want to uh, say what he's not. Trent, um... Uh, what, uh, do you have any plugs where we can find you, follow you on social media? Besides follow, Anderson tonight. Follow your journey. Franklin. And Franklin, follow, sorry. Follow, <laughs> don't go to Anderson, folks, because he's in Franklin. <laughs> follow your journey <laughs> to New York, where you're going to make all your dreams come true. Where can people follow you on social media? Yeah, I'm uh, on Twitter, at Trent Mabry, M-A-B-R-Y, and I'm on Instagram, Trent underscore Mabry. And you can listen to my podcast called There You Go. With Trent Mabry, you and Lucas have been on it. It's a great show. It's a great yeah. show. He's Thank making you. waves. Give it up for the uh, Indianapolis is funny comedian, and much like hindsight, he's behind in 2020. Shut <laughs> the fuck <laughs> up. That's the sign off. We love you, Trent. Uh, go knock him down tonight. I love you. Love Thanks. you. Love you, baby. Have a good. I love you, Lucas. I'll miss you.
Not enough to take you with me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was coming. Okay, gotta change my plans. I thought it was that tour all over again. <laughs> Bye. 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 Also, Terry. I don't smoke, but I'm taking. Terry, what's up? Unless it's your sack. Oh, we're dead. Hello, Terry Shepard. Welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. Hey, Dr. Michaels, how are you? Doing well. You're on the line with uh, my co-host, Bridget Haran. Hello. And um, I don't know this, you've heard of this guy, local comedian, Lucas Waterfill. What up, Terry? Lucas Waterfill? Hey, baby, how are you? <laughs> Fantastic. Good. Uh, Terry, I know you're in a rush, but I just wanted to give you an opportunity to do a quick plug for your, for your uh, show coming up that I am going to be on, full disclosure, uh, <laughs> next oh, yeah. week. But I wanted you to get a good plug in and out there, uh, and we'll get some get some tickets sold. Awesome. Yeah, so next week, uh, Thursday night at 6.30, the Catch Your Breath Comedy Show. Uh, it's a benefit for the American Lung Association, and you were so kind to join us last year uh, before the world shut down. Um, should be a lot of fun. It's at the Brandy Wine Creek Winery on the southeast side. Uh, you can get tickets through Eventbrite. Um, and I'm going to get you drunk on some Brandy, Brandy Wine Creek next week. Nice. I, I also heard there's going to be a rumor of a food truck there as well. Well, we're working on it. Um, if there's no food trucks, then there's going to be some delicious pizza. There's a couple of local pizzerias that we've been talking to over there. Oh, nice. Awesome. That's awesome. How did you get involved with uh, the American Lung Association? Well, um, my wife's a respiratory therapist. And uh, it's been kind of a, a thing for her. You know, a lot of people have been impacted by lung disease in our families. Um, so for the last, like, 10 years or so, we've been doing a climb uh, through, like, the Chase Tower mm. each, each year to raise money. Uh, and then I got a wild hair that I would like to try comedy about a year or so ago. And <laughs> that's when I gave, a, gave it a whirl and put together a show. Salesforce. Tower. Yeah, Salesforce Tower now. <laughs> I used we to. Gotta, <laughs> we gotta get our branding. Right. <laughs> I used to work that event. We, I uh, worked for a catering company that worked the top floor, and it's like people would come up. I remember firefighters would do it in like full gear, and then they'd go back down and do it again. It was a really cool event. Uh, so I think anything, yeah, anything that supports that is awesome. <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah, those guys are not Lucas, I could, I could uh, maybe push up 40 flights. Um, I'll take the elevator. <laughs> 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 to get people to donate like how far up do you think i can go how many floors <laughs> how many floors yeah <laughs> you, yeah and you, you know I, I i think i'm doing it in about if i can well this year it's going to be at lucas oil stadium the climb instead of that uh, inside a, a building mm. uh, i think due to covid so um hopefully i can still do 11 minutes or so in bad for a guy pushing 50 I mean, it's not. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I yeah. I worked there, and I was like, I'm only taking the elevator. Fuck that shit. For real, um, it's not that bad. You could take your time. Take a take a. Yeah. Take I have a, nice a pacemaker. Walk. I'm I'm good on that. I think. Oh but, yeah, then take the elevator. If if you Fuck. carry me up, you have to carry me down though. <laughs> right. <laughs> I uh, sometimes when I go to Crackers and I'm not feeling it, I'll take the elevator upstairs. <laughs> One, one one flight of stairs. You're the worst. 
Uh, cool. Well, Terry, uh, uh, where can people follow you on social media and get that get that plug off one more time? Uh, you sure can. Yeah, you can follow me uh, on Instagram at Terry Shepherd Comedy. Um, same thing on Facebook. Uh, catch the short bus, and uh, yeah, it's Catch Your Breath Comedy. You can get tickets through Eventbrite. Just type in Catch Your Breath Comedy, and you'll find us. All right, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. <laughs> wait. All right. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. wait well, what was that? Catch the short bus? Yeah, yeah. On Facebook, you can uh, visit Catch the Short Bus. Uh, that's my page. That's your page? Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh, that's, that's, that's funny. All right. We'll um, talk to you later, <laughs> welcome back from that amazing interview wow sometimes you just you never know what you're gonna hear on the drunk dial it's yeah that human really surprised me sometimes you think you're gonna talk a lot about marathons and then you don't at all. It doesn't yeah. come up once. I mean, that one part was borderline racist. You know? <laughs> right? Are you guys with me on that? Yeah. yeah. We were surprised that you said it. This is actually usually an inclusive podcast. <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah. But we are back with comedian Lucas Waterfill. Back, I went back and I listened to uh, the last time we called you in January. Yeah. You were uh, in the house. You were complaining about uh, the governor. No, the mayor. You were complaining about the mayor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we... Um, Joey Hoggy. Joey Hoggy. My, B- <laughs> my BFF. <laughs> Joey Hogsett. Not the, a big fan. You were not a big fan. The gentrifier. Um... <laughs> No, he is, he's great, you know. I hope his career, I hope his internship as a mayor really <laughs> helps his career going forward. That's what my hope is. Yeah. Because, you, you think know, he's going to be governor? Uh, I think he's eyeing a bigger, he's a careerist, you know, he's eyeing. I, I think that's why he didn't go harder on the cops back in June. Because he's trying to go state and he doesn't, he wants to be like, see, during Black Lives Matter, I wasn't that hard on the cops. Mm. And plus he's a cop himself. He's a prosecutor. So were you like a, like a political science major in high school, in college? Yes, I was. I got a, (laughs) I got a 2.8 in political (laughs) science. At IUPY. So, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, yes. I know a thing or two. We used to you used to work for the... Who did you used to work for? Did you uh, used to work for the... I never worked a day in my life. So, you I used to work for Unite Here, their uh, labor organizing group there. More, more of the progressive kind, yeah. um, and I interned for Joe Donnelly, which was not very progressive. Um, <laughs> Argue the opposite. Um, yeah, kind of blue dogging it up. Uh, 
I was, I was. Wait, you, you, you worked on a Republican campaign? No, he won't. But everything by name, Republican, yeah. He was, um, he was a moderate Democrat. Gotcha. So he was. And this is what turned you into a communist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, t- back to TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok turned me into a communist. Seriously, uh, it's it's crazy. Um, no, I'm I'm I wouldn't consider myself a communist. I would uh, I would just. Last time you were on the program, you were talking about waving around a Karl Marx flag. He did yeah. say support QAnon early in this podcast. Well, as well so. it's weird how the left and the right, if you go far enough left, you end up right. Does that make sense? No, yeah. it does not. Yeah, um, I think so. It's a circle. Mm-hmm. A Q. <laughs> <laughs> um, this whole time, Lucas was secretly trying to convert us to Q. <laughs> uh, it's Loki working. <laughs> did you watch the documentary? QAnon? No, yeah. I didn't. I I don't have to. I was like, I get it. I it's, get it's I way, it's get. way wackier than you think is it, it is. Yeah, it's the documentary is definitely worth the watch. Where you're like, oh, this is somehow more stupid than I thought it was, and way wackier. That's awesome. It's like the new Tiger King. Yeah, that's cool. I like I like crazy people. They entertain me. Um, no, I I like um, yeah. So I'm I. I don't know. I'm just I I believe in things like love, a living wage, and love, and uh, margaritas. So <laughs> I guess I'm a communist. Um, no, we're we've been you know especially on the other podcast. I feel like some of the stuff that we've been talking about affecting the service industry. I feel like at this point I've been talking about it. We've collectively been talking about stuff ad nauseum that's just now kind of coming home to roost. Like we, we were talking about this stuff a year ago, you know, like what's going to happen when yeah. <laughs> people want to go back to work? What's going to happen with this? What's going to happen with, are we going to phase out tipping? Are we going to do this? Are we going to, is there going to be a living wage? And so uh, like, like I got a phone call from my um, ex-girlfriend today and she was just like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm at work. And she was like, okay, I just want to complain about the governor. And I was like, oh, yeah, you can do that. I'm just cleaning out a pot. Yeah. <laughs> like, go ahead. Well, as I was saying when I got in here, they, they're cutting unemployment benefits early. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I could go on and on. and It's not funny. But I, I just think we're realizing how many – because there's not a work shortage. What it is is people don't want to go back to their shitty jobs. Yeah, like, the worst thing you could ever done is give everybody uh, <laughs> six months off to a year off. Yeah, to really reevaluate their lives. Yeah, well, it's like and in a year where people realize that most jobs will let you work from home, so it's like anyone who had any inkling that maybe they didn't want to be in the service industry was like, out. I'm going to work from home. Yeah. I have a friend who has been a career bartender who is now working from home in Mexico indefinitely because she can afford it now. And I was like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I've they're made not, so many bad choices. That's the thing they're not thinking. Of. I think they think the, the quick answer is like, okay, cut unemployment. Everybody's going to rush back to their job. But you have all those people that are out because of that. Mm-hmm. They're not coming back. And then you also have a bunch of younger people 
who saw what happened and they're like yeah. the normal rotation of young people that would be mm -hmm. coming into the service industry. And I bet a large percentage of them aren't just going to mm -hmm. do something else. Well, so many of us started in the service industry because we were in school. Like it's like when I was in college, I worked in restaurants. And so it's like, that's, but it's like, if you could work somewhere else, if you could work at target or versus a restaurant, people are going to do that instead because they're like, yeah, I'm not going to be stuck in this career forever that they don't appreciate me. Yeah, I mean, as I mean, the correct me if I'm wrong, but the benefit of it is cash on hand. And when you take away that benefit, you're like, okay, I'm just, you know, alcoholic with, the, <laughs> you know, yeah. at a at a restaurant. Does I I don't know. It, it, I just don't think we value, like, people always say flipping burgers at Burger King is, like, that's not a career, but for a lot of people, that has been their career, and over the last year, people are realizing, no, I don't want to be yelled at and smell like a grill all day for seven I've always said it should be mandatory that you should, everyone should have to work two months in the service industry or two months in retail. Yeah. Probably a year, honestly. <laughs> Let's say six months. Yeah. yeah but, you gotta uh, hit Christmas. Yeah. you haven't seen <laughs> oh, the retail yeah. service if you haven't seen Christmas. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll switch gears here. We don't want to bum everybody out with uh, <laughs> I know. I, the service industry. We already got that from the interview that yeah, that, that was a bummer. No? <laughs> uh, but things are opening back up and... Comics are going back out there on the road. Whoa, whoa. Lucas Waterville, what is your 2021 plan for comedy? Whoa, whoa. Are you entering uh, in uh, Indy's Funniest Person contest? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am, actually. I uh, entered into it, and it will destroy all my friendships. <laughs> and, is this the first time you've entered? Uh, yeah, like I entered two years ago, but then I didn't realize I had to go on vacation. So I entered it and then didn't. You forfeited so, it to someone yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but competitions are really the bane of comedy, I believe. Yeah. But you guys should definitely go to uh, Funniest yeah. Person. Oh, I'm in it. No. I'm signed it's, up. It's already no. affecting my friendships, though, Lucas, because last week or two weeks ago, Sarah Huntington was here and. And at one point during the episode, I was like, yeah, Lucas is probably, I think, the funniest person in India. And they both looked at me and I was like, I mean, you guys are great, too. But it's like, I, I laugh harder at your stand-up than anyone else. And it's like, I just feel like you guys are all friends and I don't understand how that works. It's hey, there's three places on that podium. Okay, there's, <laughs> there's three spots. Um, yeah, I, I just feel, I feel like it's unnecessary and it, like, pits people against each other where, like, I know this sounds cliche and... But comedy is subjective, and like it's weird to make a competition. How it is, is but it? like, but at the same time, isn't it? Do you think that like I just think a lot of times comics have the thinnest of skins when it uh, comes to yeah anything like that. And it's like I I know some comics that I really like that I saw last year who I think kind of phoned it in a little bit because they thought the people they were going against weren't as a good comic as them or whatever reason. And then they got eliminated early 
And then they were like butthurt about it. And I'm like, why? One, like, you got to go in there like this is a title fight, you know? Like, I don't know. I feel like it can it can have value. Yeah, I mean, it can. I think it makes you a better writer. Yeah. If you prepare for it. I I just like, I just hate the whole... Like, after your set and before your set, like, people that I were my, you know, there's a lot of, I just don't like competitiveness. Like, I, I don't, I think it's an art form. I think it's yeah. like, like, I think we're there for the crowd. So, like, my advice for, like, people competing is, like, to have fun with it. Yeah. And, like, to, like, for sure don't care about the guy before you or the guy after you the one you know the person uh before you or after you just have fun with it and like um yeah and i you know i want fourteen hundred dollars though yeah (laughs) and i will kill you (laughs) i'll cut you i feel like a little bit you're underselling it you're like no i don't like the competitions just to keep everybody else from joining you know (laughs) yeah one more spot off of the yeah yeah (laughs) he's like not even worth your time it it really just pits people against each other it's not (laughs) good for us you know just stay home build the community (laughs) yeah and give me fourteen hundred dollars so besides the obviously like cash money is it like um, I mean, is it like like Miss Universe competition? Like, like did Trent get to go places special this year because he won? Like, is it? Do you get any other benefit besides the money or the um, clout? Or I don't the clout, understand. Yeah, you get the clout. You get um exposure in front of. So there's other judges, and you get exposure in front of them, mm-hmm. paid by exposure. Hustle culture, baby. Hashtag <laughs> hus- hustle culture. Culture. Um, a culture. Um, it's my new fashion line. Hustle culture. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Don't you, use that for the any funniest competition. <laughs> you get in front of judges. And I think you're like passed as a feature, maybe. Mm-hmm. If you win. Okay. I don't know. I think you're making that up. Because it, it's at helium, so I assume then it's like maybe you get thought of for more You're things. At hel- you would at think helium? so. You would think you would get booked more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just depends. Wait, have you have you won funniest person and not gotten booked as a result? No, I just I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's okay. I don't know if there's some specific. I think there's the money, mm-hmm. and then the you make clout, and, and then yeah. there may be other things. But I don't think they have like. And then also, you yeah. get this, and you'll be booked like this. I think it's like. Hopefully you'll get booked more. It could be like a resume builder too. Like I know that a lot of like yeah. what I've discovered about comedy is like you have to ask for the gigs. You have to put yourself out there. So it could be like, hey, okay, like I've done this, this, this. I have this album, and also I have I, you know, what's indie funniest and. Well, I feel like there, there, it comes with a lot of heat too. That I don't, I don't necessarily want all that heat. I'm shooting for third. I feel like third is <laughs> right there. Like, place. I'm the bronze comedian of indie, baby. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm not the funniest. I'm not the second funniest, no. but I will make you laugh sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. If I get first, it's only because I'm crippled. So, but if I get third, it's uh, because I'm crippled as well. <laughs> so it has so, to be second. And, and like being crippled really sucks <laughs> because it's the excuse you lost, but it's also the reason you won. Mm-hmm. So there's really there's no that. way. Yeah. What about second place though? Uh, second place, 
I deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> he earned, he earned this shit. Yeah, yeah. He earned that on his own. Um, but you never know. Any given set, you know? I think last year was so good, too, because it was like we were still in like this quarantine kind of stay at home period. But it's like I know that it was like half the seats, but it was fun. Like I was looking for I went like one of the nights. It's like it was fun to go and like see people and even like you wore a mask the whole time, but people needed it. So I hope this year there's a good turnout, too. Yeah, I think I think people are ready to like laugh and really get out. and like it's it's a good you're right. It brings the best out of people. And, it, I mean, off stage, it brings the worst out of people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. on stage, brings the best. So. Like, like I said, if I don't win, I will kill you. But yeah. on yeah. stage, I will be hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it costs $25 to enter. So, like, you know what? I've spent $25 in way worse ways before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like on that tequila. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man wow uh, no thank you what a, oh, I love it I'm gonna be drunk on the bus that's always a good <laughs> that's always a good look when you're the drunk guy on the bus <laughs> and you look to the other drunk guy and you nod and mm. you're like you're like you, I see you you kid each other and you're like maybe I'm not making the right choices in life if I can relate to the drunk guy on the bus i i used to ride the bus quite a lot and i would always feel better when i saw somebody at a further rock bottom than i was like i saw a lady pull out a a flask out of her purse and just hit it on the bus and i was just like she's she's having a worse go of it to me today yeah and you can always tell when it's somebody's first time on the bus because they're like smiling real mm-hmm. i'm like you don't smile on no. a bus <laughs> don't even look no, at me no one's happy they're here no <laughs> no uh i got my one of my worst experiences on a bus is i got on a bus there was only a couple of people on it and there was this woman she had her two kids on and bec- because we were coming from from the east side there was it was pretty empty her kids were just running ramshock up and down the bus like running up and down the aisle screaming and uh then they started like harassing this elderly guy and i i saw i could i, I couldn't see it because it was behind me but i heard the kids be like hey old man hey old man oh wow and i was like i am i gonna have to like say something because like this woman is letting her kids like harass this like poor elderly guy and i'm sitting there just getting more and more angry and then uh, they kind of quiet down, and I like turn around. Um, they were talking to me. They were. <laughs> talking to, they were I was the old man. They were harassing me. <laughs> and you go, stop harassing the old man. It's you so funny. your elders. It's like the week or the month that the red line was free, and so many people were like on oh, there having a great time, going to, like bar crawls. And then it was like, I wrote a couple times when I was going to work when my car was out. And it was like at the time when people were having a good time on it because it was free. And then the time where it was like, these are people who ride the bus and are excited. It was like very aggressively different. It was yeah. like everyone was having a good time. Everyone was drunk. And then afterwards it was like, please no one talk to me. Please no one look at me. Like, yeah. I don't have time for this. Yeah. An aggressive need, difference. Joey Hoggy, we need a better <laughs> uh, bus line. Yeah. Joey Hoggy. Get on it. I think he's been good on that. I will give him that. I think, I, think he's, I think you should run for mayor, Lucas. I wouldn't. 
Be like, I got that 2.8 and poli sci. He's <laughs> testing it out with his indie funniest, seeing how he does with the crowd. And then <laughs> yeah. back for it. If you can win that crowd, you can win any crowd. Um, no, I, I like comedy better than politics. But where can uh, where can people find you and follow you on social media, Lucas? Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I'm at Lucas Waterfield. That's L U C A S W A T E R F I L L on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm at Lucas underscore. Waterfill and Twitter. That's L. No, I'm kidding. Um, mm-hmm. and I will be at the Hi-Fi uh, on June 4th and the White Rabbit on June 18th. Nice. Is that Hi-Fi? Is that outdoor show? Yeah, it's the annex. Nice. So you will not get Corona if that's even real. <laughs> and we're back. Well, we'll be on. Look into it. <laughs> we'll be waiting for them Q drops. Plandemic. That's what I call it. <laughs> More like plandemic. <laughs> Bridget. Uh, you can follow me at Bakes by Bridge on Instagram for any of your specialty baking pastry needs or follow Indie Urban Foodies uh, on Instagram or Facebook or at IndieUrbanFoodies.com uh, for virtual cooking classes every Thursday. We've got a really fun uh, English breakfast tea coming up this f- coming Sunday. Uh, so check that out and. Uh, you can follow me at Harder Brunch. Zach Rohn. You can follow me at Midwest Falcor. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for today. Oh, and go follow, like, go into the news shop at like, Goma's Barbecue because it was so much fun being there mm. uh, over on 10th Street. Yeah, um, that was a really cool shop. We so didn't do fun. a good job plugging his we place, really did didn't. we? It was there so was a fun. Good, there was a, pl- a plug on Harder Brunch. Okay. Yeah, it was it was so much fun. Go check it out. Uh, it's it's all the Gomez barbecue favorites that you guys like, but also there's booze and it's a good time. You just stepped all over her plug, Zach. I know. <laughs> Terrible. He was like, well, she was done. Technically, <laughs> she like, passed it to me. A woman talking, not on my watch. <laughs> not for this dragon. <laughs> Wow. Uh, you can follow me at Red Flag Comedy, at Dak Michaels on all social media, and of course, uh, our other podcast at Harder Brunch. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Stay drunk. Always drunk. <laughs>